Welcome to the first ever Venture Property Podcast. So guys, you might have read the blog, etc, etc. I have decided to move the blog over to a podcast. One of the main reasons that I believe the, that I should do this is that I think I can provide much more information and also content in much deeper detail. And another reason, which you might laugh at, is I can speak better than I can actually write. So you've all seen my grammar. It is shocking. I do want to provide really good content. I know I can get somebody in to check my grammar and sort all that out. But you pair that with the fact that I actually really enjoy doing podcasts. I do them for another business that I have in for the Betfair stuff. And I just really enjoy them. I enjoy being able to dive deep into a subject, a matter, to talk to other people, to bring other people in, and to just use this format. So that's what I'm going to do. So firstly, let me thank you for taking the time to listen. I know that you're very busy people, so thank you. Whatever you're doing today, I hope you're productive, whether you are currently listening to this while running or at work, skiving, dreaming of doing property full-time, or walking around the city, which is what I do when I listen to podcasts, uh, or you're on the way to work, or whatever. Hopefully you enjoy it. I'm going to tailor this content to exactly to what you guys listening want. So if there is a topic that you want me to cover, then drop me a message. Because I, I want that's what I want the content to be. Um, I want it to be specific to you. And I want to be able to delve deep into subjects, even if I don't know that much about them. Hopefully in my network, uh, then I'll be able to find somebody who does and I can interview them so that we can, we can really push this on. And I will also bring the legendary Kim Stones onto the podcast as well. Uh, if you think my writing is atrocious, you should see Kim's. So I think this medium will work really, really well for us, and especially for Kim. And quite a lot of people we've sat with and spoke to, and they've said, oh gosh, we've learned a lot from your ramblings. So hopefully that's going to come across. So I'm going to now tell you what this week's episode is going to be. And I'm going to delve into how I use technology in property and give some insight into it. But first... I do have a sponsor for this week's episode. Well, not really a sponsor as such, guys, but John Corey and I use the same app, and that app is called Slack. I use that, and I talk to Kim and my team on Slack, and I do the same in Betfair Trading Community. John uses it as well. We use that together as well to discuss various things. So we decided to maybe create a Slack group completely free Slack group as a great resource for property people. And that is up, it is running, it has people in it, and anyone can join if you're interested in property. We've got lots of different channels. And it's organised in a really straightforward, strategic way. I also have Trello boards in there, which are used for my crowdfunding platform, my crowdfunding project, which is coming live soon to Simple Equity, and I detailed all the steps that I went through in there and made it really easy to follow, and that is available in the Slack group. 
So to get to the Slack group, remember it's completely free and you can invite as many people as you want. It is www.realestateslackers.com. So that's www.realestateslackers.com. So yes, it is my group and it is sponsoring this podcast sort of, um, but it is a great resource. So I will dive straight into this week's episode. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about when I use technology is the app Slack. Now, I am a self-confessed techie geek. I love technology. I have always been that way. Even as a child, I always wanted the latest gadgets and gizmos. I was obsessed with it all the time. Wanted the latest technology, and I love how technology works. Technology has a massive impact on my life and my business, so much so that I can run multiple businesses using technology. And I always say that I think I can create more damage in the business world on a laptop in a coffee shop than I could in any office ever. That is the power of technology for me. Yes, I could do the same in an office block, but I would hate it and be boring. This is the way that the world is now. When you go into coffee shops, you see lots of people on technology, laptops, phones, integrating with other people all over the world, getting business done. I use a lot of technology in my property business for various different things, and I'm going to go into them now. So the underpinning piece of technology is Slack for me. Now, for those of you who don't know, Slack is a communication app, but it is so, so much more than that, so much more. You can put so many integrations into Slack that make it the hub of your business. It genuinely is the hub of my business right now. So I have a Slack group for venture for the letting side. So for all the student stuff, for all the professionals, and for all the deals that we're doing. How that works is I have my VA, my bookkeeper, my planning consultants, and my architects all on Slack, as well as Kim. So general things, for example, if we have a a room come empty. If a room comes empty, I go onto Slack, I send the lady who does my cleaning and my viewings a message. She does both of them, by the way. She's multi-talented. And say, hi, Diana. I have a room come available. It came available on this date. I also tag the VA into that message as well. So she then alters the spreadsheet of the database to state that that tenant left on that date and that room is now empty. Diana then picks that message up and says, okay, boss, I'm going to go and clean that room on this day. So I know that she's going to go and clean that room. So it will be ready for the new tenant. She cleans that room and she stages that room. That is a process which she knows how to do. She's been told how to do it and she does that. That room is now ready for viewings. When it is, she comes back to the Slack channel and says, room's done already. The VA every single day goes through spare room and looks for new tenants. So anybody who has put a message on spare room stating that they are looking for a room, the VA sends them a message. And that's linked to my Google Drive. So on Google Drive is where I have all my documents, my databases on there. 
that's linked into Slack. She can see on Google Drive which rooms are available, so she promotes only the rooms which are available. When somebody says that they want that room, then she messages Diana to say, this person is looking for a room. So Diana then speaks to that person, she organises the viewing, and she uploads that information into Slack. Great, I know when the viewing is taking place. As soon as Diana has finished the viewing, she can then comment on Slack and say how the viewing went on that channel. So if they want the room, she then tags in the VA and says, this person wants the room and I have sent them the application form. The application form is in Google. The VA then knows that, that per to look out for that application form. She checks the Google Forms system and then when that has been completed and sent in, she then goes to the ex-landlord, the work, and she sends them an email, the VA does, to get references. She will compile a mini report for me based on that information. She will send that to me via Slack and say, hey Ryan, tenant Bob Smith, who wanted the room in Colgrove Street, here's the report that came back from his ex-landlord and his boss, or her boss. I look through that information. If everything looks okay, then I say to the, the VA, that's fantastic, thank you very much, please contact them and tell them that, they are, that the room can be theirs and find out the day in which they would like to move in. She contacts them, finds out the day she'd like, they'd like to move in if they haven't already told Diana or put that on the form. And then she sends them the GoCardless link to sign up for GoCardless. And then she also starts to prepare the contract, which is in Hello Sign. All of my contracts are electronic. She knows the property in which they're moving into and all the information that she needs to put on that Hello Sign document. She sends that to them to be signed, and then it comes to me to be signed. Once that's finished and signed by both of us, she will then check that they have signed up on GoCardless and then tell me that their contract is signed, their GoCardless account is created. I can then allow uh, add them to the payments, so they'll be on the right payment subscription for their rent. Once that's done, the VA then tells Diana that everything is ready and she can then move that tenant in. That tenant is then organising with Diana when to move in and Diana hands the keys over, knowing that everything is in place and signed and done. That's just one of the setups that I have on Slack. Another one that I use is I have my bookkeeper on Slack. So my bookkeeper is based in the Philippines. She, we use Zero for our bookkeeping and our accounts. They are uploaded into Zero, and the bookkeeper goes through Zero. So at the start of the month, our rent comes in on the first of every month. Now, we aim for the first of every month, but as Every experienced HMO landlord knows sometimes tenants don't pay their rent on the start of the month and it can be a few days late or you're never going to have the full 100% paying on the first of the month, 100% occupancy, etc, etc. If people are telling you that, I'm not going to get into that, but please do question that. So on the first of every month, the bookkeeper checks and she checks on zero to see who's paid their rent. Now at any time on zero, I can see who owes rent and who doesn't. We've added all of our tenants as contacts 
and there is a there is a drop down in Zero to see who owes us money because of invoices that are raised. So invoices are raised when a new tenant is added to Zero, which the bookkeeper creates. So when the bookkeeper the bookkeeper knows that a new tenant is moving into that room because she is on Slack as well, she is notified. She creates an invoice for that tenant that recurs for the length of their contract. She then matches up the payment. So when they've paid their rent, she matches it up. And that is effectively my rent arrears list. I can see at any point who owes money. On the first of the month, she checks them off. On the second of the month, she checks them off. On the third of the month, she checks them off. If by the fourth, people haven't paid their rent, this is when she sends me a message and she says, Ryan, XYZ person hasn't paid their rent. So the BA will then start to email those people to see why. If by the fifth or sixth they still haven't paid their rent, that is when I get a message to ring them and then I ring them and see why. So another cracking integration for Slack and Zero, and all of these things can integrate. Another integration that I use for it is the receipts. So it's again with Zero and Slack and the, the bookkeeper. If I'm going to buy something for the business, once I've paid for it, I take my phone out, I snap a picture of the receipt and I put it onto a receipts channel on Slack so that the bookkeeper can see that and then reconcile that against the bank. So all of my books are done automatically. Cracking and a really, really good way of using Slack and a really easy system to use. We also have different channels for different deals. So we are currently working on uh, building 10 houses at Sturton. Now, one of the things that I really don't like is the back and forth of emails. You know what it's like, guys, especially when multiple people are involved. So, for example, we have me and Kim and then we have two architects who are business partners who do slightly different things in their business and then we have the planning consultants so to discuss matters it can get quite messy via email so i've spoken to them and spoken about how we could cut down on the emails and use slack and it works great for those guys because they can come onto that one channel and put all of their information there and then i can pick that up Everybody can see it at the same time. We're not overwriting emails. We're not saying different things to different people. Kim's not replying to emails and not CCing people in. I'm not doing that. It's just all in one place and it's really simple to use. And you can integrate everything into Slack as well. So Google Drive, Dropbox, Trello, etc. So everything that you need can be integrated. Another piece of technology which my business relies heavily on is Google Drive. I use Google Drive every single day, every day. I use it for the spreadsheet function, which I have my everything on. I have everything on it. My investor database, my tenant database, pretty much everything is on there. So all of my tenant information is stored in Google Drive. And it's a really good way of using the internet. If I don't have to, I have all of the properties photographed professionally as well. So when a room is available, my VA can use a Google Drive link to give to a potential tenant so that they can see what the room looks like 
and they don't have to email and attach photos. They can just send them a link, they can click it, they can see it. We use that all the time. I use HelloSign for my contracts and I use something called Inbox by Google, not to be confused by Google Inbox. Now, Inbox by Google is, it sits on top of Google and basically you can tick emails or clock emails so that they leave your inbox and if you've completed them you can tick them and they will leave your inbox by Google but will not be deleted, they'll just be put to a different folder so that they are gone from your inbox but you can get them if you need to. You can also time the email so it can come back at say 8 o'clock the next morning. We, I don't know about you guys but I hate seeing a massive full inbox of emails and you're like, oh, I need to keep them there because there's information on them or and I could archive them, yes, but it's so much easier to just swipe left or swipe right and get rid of them knowing that they're still there and they're actually out of your inbox. And it does make you feel a lot better. It's one of the things that was introduced to me by somebody else and when he introduced it to me, he said, this will change your life. And I didn't believe him at the time and it has and it is amazing. I love it and it saves me so much time. I also run a blog on property. So I use that for the internet. That is now changing though to this podcast and hopefully you're finding this useful. I use Xero for checking my rents, my bookkeeping, etc, etc. And that's paired up with my bookkeeper. One of the other things in which I use is a mixture of, of tools now. So I use Trello for many, many things. So for those of you who don't know, on Trello you can create boards. On these boards you create cards. So you can add literally whatever you want to them. I have Trello boards for pretty much everything. This podcasting show now, for example, has a Trello board. So I have topic ideas all in one list. And then in another list, I have all of the podcasts in which I'm going to record or have recorded to be edited. You can bring in your VAs, you can bring in your team, you can work on projects together. It's a project management tool, which I really, really enjoy and I love to use. I use Airtable, which is like a spreadsheet on steroids for my deal pipeline. I add deals to that and I can do that when I'm out and I can just do lots and lots of things with that. I can add tasks to that so it reminds me what I need to do on certain tasks and I can add information to that. I use Asana for my to-do list. My Asana has a varied set of to-dos on it. So for example, right now, I'll tell you what, I'll open it up and tell you what's on my to-do list. So, and you might be surprised. So today, for today, I need to send a rough outline to the estate agents for the coming soon board for our development at Sturton. I also need to pick up some makeup remover for Sarah. So Sarah jokes with me that if she wants me to do something or I'd have to do anything, it needs to go on my Asana list. And she's not wrong. I have an app for Asana and I also have it saved on my laptop. I add loads and loads and loads of different things to Asana. I might be walking around the street, um, just walking to a meeting, going to get coffee, whatever. I might see a potential deal, a shop that's closed down or a building that looks like it needs renovation or whatever. You, you'll have seen these all the time, guys, when you're walking past them. 
I literally just take my phone out, go to Asana, and I just make a quick note of go find whatever that is, um, land registry that. Sometimes I will assign that to my VA. So if I'm busy that day, I will assign that to my VA who will then go into Land Insight, which is a tool I use to help me find deals. Um, and she will then land registry that for me. And then she will send out a letter to that vendor to try and get that vendor to talk to us about purchasing that potential deal. That is another system in which I use. Um, she does that for me. Land Insight, for those of you who don't know, it's landinsight.io. Land Insight is a cracking website. You can find out ownership information. You can uh, and you can do your land registry documents through it as well. So you can load it up with money, and um, it will do your title deeds and your title registers through Land Insight and save them there, so that you you can then go off and do that. Cracking tool. You can measure sites. You can set it up to find you certain sites at certain sizes. Uh, what else can it do? It can tell you planning information, so information that's been rejected on planning. And yes, you can get all of this information off other websites, planning portals and all that kind of thing, but this is all in one area and I've taught my VA how to do this, so if I'm out, um, I can get her to, to find some of this information for me and compile a report or add it to a spreadsheet or add it to Trello or add it to Asana or add it to Airtable so that I can move my deals on. I was talking to a developer in London just this last week. I went to John Corey's event on the 12th of September and I come down to London probably twice a month and meet quite a few investors and I try and get as many meetings in as possible. And I was talking to an investor about the system in which they use and they said that when I explained how I use Slack, that it was amazing and it would revolutionise the way they do business. They was like, just set it up for me, Ryan. Ryan, just do it. I need you to come in and set it up, um, which won't be happening because that is, would be painful. But it can really, really help. Slack can really help. You could have a potential deals channel, which could link to a Google Drive fol folder so that you could add... If you're out and you see a deal or you go going to view a deal, you could add some details to it. The VA could research it for you. Or if you use a VA to scrape information from Rightmove, from Zoopla, uh, that kind of stuff, they could add all that to it. Slack can help. I also use the technology side of things to keep investors updated. So we've got a few joint venture partners. And... What I do is I invite them onto a Slack channel as well so that I can keep them updated nice and easily on projects. I also create a Google Drive folder for every project and they get access to that. The kind of things that I put into the Google folders are the planning documents, drawings, meeting, like the, the minutes from meetings, feedback in which we've had, uh, site photos, um, everything, absolutely everything, uh, progress photos or progress photos, because I go down to site, I take photos, and it's great because there's an app on the phone. Now, we've all got smartphones, so you go down to site, you take some photos while you're there, you upload them while you're there to the right Google Drive folder, 
while you're on site, you're talking to the builders, you're seeing how it's getting on. Before you've even left site, they've been updated. They've updated to that folder and your investor can now see the, the development and how much further on it is. And they can get a real sense of, whoa, that's actually really coming along. So that's another reason why we use Google Drive to keep investors updated. I also use Facebook Live every single month. I do an investor update on Facebook Live and I have a set template in which I follow certain headers. And now, obviously, the podcast. So hopefully you have enjoyed that. Hopefully you have taken something away from what I do. Hopefully it's been beneficial. Thank you very much for listening. If you did like it, please drop me a tweet or an email, whatever. I genuinely love feedback, whether you are going to provide me with good feedback or bad feedback. I come from a Betfair trading background. I am all about the data. The more data and information and feedback I can get, the better. Because I really want to create good quality content. And for me, the only way I believe I can do that is via feedback. You guys know what you want to get from this and I want to give you that content. So please give me some feedback. And that is where I'm going to sign off, guys. This has been the very first one. So hopefully in 12 weeks' time or whatever, when we look back, we'll have progressed and made this a lot slicker and a lot sharper. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Like I say, feedback, send it on. If you want to talk to me about investing or anything like that or about the crowdfunding campaign that we're going to do for the wildlife pub anything i'm more than happy to chat and remember if you want to get in that slack group it's completely free go to www.realestateslackers.com and i will get you in there so until next week have a productive and profitable week guys